The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot hear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you to all the truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Gospel of the Lord. You know, it's been said that the more you talk about the Trinity, the closer you'll fall into heresy. That makes this Sunday difficult and makes me very cautious as I approach this homily. And being newly ordained and being my first Sunday Mass as a priest where I'm the one giving the homily, you can imagine how extremely nervous I am. (laughs) I mean, how do you even talk about the Trinity without the risk of falling into heresy. It's a mystery. And part of being a mystery is that explaining it is difficult. It's challenging. And oftentimes, it's impossible. But the church then tells us that the mystery of the Trinity not only is a mystery, but it's the central mystery of our lives as Christians. Why? Because it's the mystery of God. What are we supposed to do with this? I have no idea. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but part of me wants to say, I really don't know. You know, I wish last weekend when I was ordained a priest, when the bishop laid his hands on my head, I was also infused with the knowledge of the eternal trinity to be able to explain all of this to you right now. But the bishop is just not that powerful. (laughs) And I don't have it. I don't have the exact phrasing to enlighten you all, the exact wording, But we never, even despite that, we might never really understand the Trinity. But that doesn't mean that we stop talking about it. And no, I don't mean literally with words. I don't mean trying to find the right phrasing. I don't mean trying to find the exact articulations that will satisfy our knowledge, to satisfy our brain so that we don't fall into heresy. But I mean we talk about it by the way we live. Because the truth is, We encounter the Trinity every single day. Every day of our lives, every breath we take, we encounter the Trinity. And every day, we're constantly invited into their relationship. And every day, we're constantly called to live and model our lives in the Trinity. Why? Because the church's mission, our mission as members of the body of Christ, our mission as the church is inherently Trinitarian. Why? Because the mission of the church flows from the mission of the Trinity, and that mission is to save the world and to reunite everything that was lost, all of us, all the souls 
all of humanity, everyone that was lost by sin, back to the Father. How is this mission Trinitarian? Well, let's look at the Trinity. God the Father created the universe, created humanity, created each and every one of you, infused within you a soul, a unique personality, identity, a soul. From the beginning when he created you, created us solely for him. The point of our existence is to raise us to our participation in his divine life. He wants us to just be with him. Why? Because as we heard in the first reading, I found delight in the human race. He delights in all of us. Each and every one of you, he delights in you. He delights in me. When sin destroyed that original harmony, God didn't say, okay, well, screw it. We'll try a new humanity that doesn't fall into sin. No. He wanted us. He created us first and wanted us. And so he sent God the Son, Jesus Christ. He, his mission here on earth was to reconcile us back to the Father. He came here preaching a gospel of mercy, of love, of justice, of sacrifice, the coming of the kingdom of heaven. And then he made the perfect sacrifice when he offered himself up on that cross, knowing full well that his sacrifice will unite us back to the Father. His resurrection will destroy the powers of sin and death over us. But he didn't leave it there. When he ascended to the Father, then he sent God the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, at the, on, on Pentecost that we just celebrated last Sunday. That Holy Spirit now comes to sanctify the church and anoints us, gives us access to Christ, gives us access to the peace of God through Christ, making us his adopted children, making us the body of Christ. Yes, on Pentecost, with the fulfillment of all the Paschal mysteries, when he sent the Holy Spirit, he anointed this mission that I'm talking about. Listen to the preface from last weekend. For bringing your Paschal mystery to completion, you bestowed the Holy Spirit today on those you made your adopted children by uniting them to your only begotten Son. This same Spirit, as the church came to birth, opened to all peoples the knowledge of God and brought together the many languages of the earth in profession of the one faith. The Holy Spirit opened the knowledge of God to all of us, uniting us in one voice, uniting us in one faith, giving us access to God, access to the relationship to the Trinity, access to the power to speak in one voice, all for the purpose of proclaiming Christ, the salvation that he offers to bring everyone ultimately back to him. And that's what we hear in our gospel today. The power of the Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you all to truth. He will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. And for this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and will declare it to you. My friends, at Pentecost, our beloved church was born, our mission was anointed, and at our baptism, we are anointed into this church, we are anointed into this mission, we become sharers in the relationship of the divine trinity. 
Just like God our Father sent his Son, he claims us as his beloved children, as his beloved sons and daughters through Christ. He sends us into the world to be those witnesses of his love, to be witnesses of his mercy to everyone that we encounter. Like God the Son, Jesus Christ, we too are called to preach the coming of the kingdom of heaven. We too are called to preach a gospel of love, of mercy, of justice, of sacrifice. To be willing to sacrifice for another person, to be willing to sacrifice for everybody in front of us, knowing full well that our Lord delights in them too and desires that person, and our mission is to do what we can to bring that person into heaven. We need to be encounters of God's love and of his mercy. A love and a mercy that he gives constantly, without fail, and faithfully. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given gifts. We are given charisms. We are given specific vocations to be used specifically for this mission. To be used for the sanctification of those around us. And to hopefully lead all those around us to an encounter with that same trinity that's acting through us and in doing so inviting them into that same relationship. We are called to be people who are sent to find the other children of our family and to bring them that healing that God wants to share. To remind them that he wants a relationship with them because he delights in them just as he delights in each and every one of us. And so... As we approach this altar to receive Jesus himself, we remember that we approach as God's beloved children, to draw near to his son in the Eucharist, to nourish us with the salvation that he won for us, so that by the power of the Spirit, we too are anointed and empowered to leave from here, to go out into the world, and to bring all peoples back to the church, back to the arms of our Heavenly Father, baptizing them all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Coming together as God's one family, let us offer our prayer petitions to him. That the preaching and teaching of the church will bless all with the desire to share in the life of the Blessed Trinity, we pray to the Lord. That through the justice of earthly rulers, all will come to know God's authority and majesty. We pray to the Lord. For our parish community, that the unity in the faith and as children of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit never diminish. We pray to the Lord. the grace this week to live each moment consciously united to God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we pray to the Lord. Lord and that we may never turn a deaf ear to those who ask for our help, we pray to the Lord. Lord Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Tom Stocko, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for those who are sick or infirmed, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy 
will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Loving Father, let us remain completely vigilant in our faith and wholly given over to your creative action. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.